This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 43, Gen Con Semifinals. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Great. I'm All Sean right. O'Connor. I'm your new host for Space Cats Peace Turtles, and I'm gonna uh, do. Oh, the you show. already done? Uh, You're in out. Thanks for listening. That was our episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson, Sean O'Connor, and EJ Sanders, and we are but a small part of the crew that has been at Gen Con, and we've been filming it. Yep. And today we wanted to come at you and kind of give you some of the details of uh, all of the preliminary rounds. Uh, and we want to talk about kind of our experience at Gen Con so far. And we just wanted to give you the deets. Yeah, we just wrapped up two days in a row of yeah. shooting, of getting up early. Early. And shooting. Um, do we want to touch on at all how that first day was? Because, uh, well, okay, so I'll, actually, how about this? We'll go even further. Yeah. Um, myself, Matt, and Sean. Um, all got messed up by airplanes. Airplanes were like, we don't really feel like going. Yep. On time. Yeah, they, the or, wings, their wings were tired, and they just wanted to kind of lay down for a few minutes. And I uh, mean, you're making that joke, but Sean literally sat on a plane in first yeah. class for <laughs> yeah. how many hours? Four. Four hours because they forgot to put yeah. gas in the. And tank. he got and he got put in first class because they already had delayed his flight so much that they had to just like, uh, sorry, please we please forgive us for completely screwing over your whole schedule. And how many day. free glasses of wine did you get out of that deal? One. Okay. That's so, enough. That's that's, an, that's an appropriate amount. That's um, so uh, also EJ, let them hear your voice. Hi EJ. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> EJ oh. has so much clearer than that. Yeah, he's got a good radio I, voice. I, I'm gonna get as close as EJ gets. Uh, let's. So yeah, we sat in airports for entirely too long. Um, EJ was smart enough to drive. I don't uh, know if smart is. The, yeah, that's not the it, was a, he's it was quite the backwards enough to to <laughs> drive. Uh, he almost smart. walked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, So uh, that meant that we got in to our hotel and I don't think I was lying in bed until 3.30 a.m. It was 3.30 because you woke me up. I woke up EJ. EJ was the most well rested the next day. So laid in bed about 3.30, probably didn't fall asleep until like 4.15 and then woke up at 5.30. Right. So like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that that first day we were pretty much, I mean, we were crazy people. Yeah. and it felt like I was on drugs, basically, yeah. watching Twilight Imperium. Right. And and crazy people, too, doing something we have never done before. Right. So figuring out how to, like, accomplish this huge task we'd set before ourselves and left with just no resources mentally to do that. Right. But despite that, we were so stinking jazzed to do it. <laughs> I didn't feel we it. We actually were. I mean, yeah. that's not even a joke. Like, we... we were basically I mean I don't think I actually got sleep. I'm we not entered sure. we entered a like third mental realm right that allowed uh, us to just carry through the entirety of the tournament and then as soon as soon as it was over within 10 minutes like uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, we're we're gone. Right. Yeah, we started crashing. It I mean, I'll say this like the the first day I you know, I was a little bit afraid going into this that um 
that the I wasn't going to be that. I don't know why. I just had this feeling of like, I don't know, maybe nobody that really knows how to play the game will really be in it. <laughs> like, I thought that was possible. And yeah. I'd heard stories of like that happening right, in the right. past. Um, and happens. I am relieved to say to all of you that uh, I was very impressed with a lot of the yeah, play that I saw. Absolutely. A lot. There were a it. couple of it happened newer players nobody yeah. was nobody like the horror stories blark not had described sure, it so sure. there's nothing where it was just like i've never played this board game before right. Can I join what it? is this yeah no everyone had played most people had played a decent amount of ti3 and if anything were just newer to ti4 right i think the, the shortest smallest amount i'd heard was this was their second game of ti4 after years of playing ti3 yeah yeah so it was, it was a few situations like that uh, but nobody who was, like, not equipped to understand the game. Right. Everyone right. knew what the goal was and what they were supposed to be doing. It was just there were certainly players that far exceeded everyone else because we did have some amazing players oh, yeah. in some of these games. Yeah, we had some, like, Da Vinci's of the yeah. – is, yeah. that, the, what, is sure. that who I should say? I, I guess, know. yeah. That doesn't really make sense, though, because Da Vinci was good at a lot of things, <laughs> and that's what he was well known for. And the all I know about these man. people is that they're good at this one thing. But <laughs> that's fine. So, uh, yeah, Madden? we – what did you just say? What did you say? Madden? <laughs> Madden? It's a real Madden situation. Madden. It's a real Madden situation, you know. <laughs> Madden's really good at knowing about football. Right? Thank you. Thank you, Sean. That was our new segment. Uh, press on the brakes. Put it in reverse. Go back. What was that joke there? Um, with Sean. That's, that's, that's the new segment called that, What Was That, Sean? <laughs> it was uh, Madden. It was Madden. Uh, so... We, uh, Hunter and I spent a lot of both days of this tournament um, taking notes. We're the note takers. We're the ones who have to put this thing together after the fact. So we tried to focus in on just understanding the story of these games. Right. Uh, EJ was man in the camera. Sean was man in the camera. We had a buddy, Paul, man in the camera and helping do data dumps. Shelton was doing the same. All our buddies were here with us. It's a, it's a regular reunion for us. But, mm-hmm. um, we are about to get into, I don't even want to call it spoiler territory. We're going to talk about the prelim games, but the thing about what our Gen Con coverage is going to be is you should know the prelim games were not something we were able to dive incredibly deep into, right. like we will with the final game. The final game, we're going to capture every moment that happens, right. and so we will, you know, what the Gen Con video will be, or the, what the... F- championship video will be is let's break down every moment that happens in this one game that team he just described to you we're all just going to be focusing on one game whereas for the last two days we've been filming three simultaneous twilight imperium games at the same time and that means like one cameraman per uh game so if like anything crazy is happening and you have to god forbid call another camera person over that means you're completely blind on one right so there's going to be you know i mean what we talked about there maybe even being five cameras set up yeah on this one we're gonna have a lot of coverage on one table but that means the prelim rounds are more of we wanted to establish okay let's let's film some of the best plays see what happens so we were trying to capture everything cool that happened and mostly so that we can meet the people that are going to be in this final game. We wanted to have some backstory as to like, right. okay, how did this person make it to the final game? Uh, so this is going to be spoilers of what happened in these prelim games, but I, I don't want you to think like, oh, I shouldn't listen to this episode then until the coverage comes out. Because first off, that will take me. I, a, that's going to take some time. I, I want to backtrack a little bit. Okay, EJ. And yeah. talk about 
and talk about a little bit about the space we were in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so we showed up to the convention, and uh, we were like, uh, we're in the Lucas Oil Room. And we thought that was a room. Uh, it was the Lucas Oil Stadium where, where the horsies play. Where the horsies play. And, How dare uh, you guys steal my joke? So, well, no, no, they're no. gonna think that's your joke. No, no, no. They're no, gonna no. Hear it here. Hold first. on, hold on. Sorry, joke creds to Hunter, Hunder Hunder Donaldson, Donaldson, MD. Here's Esquire. where the horsies play. All right. Anyway, we 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 went under a road and we found ourselves in the stadium. We went up multiple escalators and we went down and we got very lucky to be. Uh, in the corner of the stadium. Yeah, honestly. we were terrified that we were going to be like in the middle of a major. If we had been in the middle, I don't even. I think we probably would have just been like, all right, well, we're just not going. And then we, <laughs> as as lucky as we got to be in the corner, we got as equally unlucky being next to laser tag. Right. <laughs> right. Not just any laser tag. <laughs> the loudest laser tag game. When you're out, it makes a screeching sound. Yeah. It says you've been shot. And, it goes, ah! and then you have to go press a button. And there's a lot of inflatable components that yes. just apparently do not work that well yeah. because they constantly had to reinflate the inflatable <laughs> components so in a lot of our audio there's just <laughs> yeah just this loud sound so a lot of a lot of the prelims game first day that i captured was just this this monotone sound that was just an overlay background noise <laughs> for the majority of the game so that that's just a little bit of the atmosphere that we were dealing with but it did have stadium lighting, so right. no no fears there. I, I was afraid maybe we'd be in like Liked a dark it. dungeon room, and no, it was. It's where the Colts play, so right. we were covered. They got Johnny Football outside. I bet we're gonna keep saying that this is where the Colts play, but it's kind of like not exactly that. That's not where we were. we were not where the Colts. That's not where they play. I don't know. How no, that, that is that is actually that's where they play. Yeah. We, we did. Game. We were yeah, on dude, the field where they played. We were there with Johnny Colt, wow. and he was just giving us the business. So, yeah, we were in just the weirdest space. And, uh, yeah, we, spoilers from this point forward of those games, but don't think that you shouldn't listen to this episode because we really won't even be spoiling our own coverage because the coverage is going to go through these games pretty quickly. And, the and I mean, if the video, uh, if it even comes out. It, uh, stop it. <laughs> the video, I don't like you doubting me like that. I, I like it. But uh, <laughs> the video is probably just going to be a lot of the really good nuggets. Right. Um, you're not going to get we're not going to give you the full story of six games of Twilight Imperium. No. Oh, my God. No. Um, we could. But no, we could not. But we, we could. But no, it would be almost impossible. You'd think we couldn't, but that's no. true. No, we can't. <laughs> we still can. Um, <laughs> but we we can give you um, a lot of good stuff. And if you, for some reason, really, really want that to be a surprise uh, with these preliminary games, uh, that's totally understandable. But I, we're definitely going to get... We're not going to specifically just go right for that territory. But if it comes up, we are not really going right. to stop ourselves. I want to talk about way more generally than that. Sure. Just the types of things we expected from the tournament and the yeah. types of play and things that ended up happening. What, what felt, what felt to be just totally out of left field uh, for what our expectations were. Anyone have anything like of note? I mean, I know maybe this is probably not where you wanted to start, but uh, there was a lot of anti soul meta. Oh yeah. Across yeah. the board. Soul in every, almost every single game played. There was one game, today yeah. but all three games yesterday had soul very popular pick hakan very popular pick jolnar not quite as popular but still very pretty popular, popular. uh and yeah soul more than jolnar even was the one getting just completely shut down yeah in many games from from the onset from like in the way they set this up was you picked your faction and then they built the map co uh competitive style mm -hmm. as the rule book dictates 
And so people knew that the Soul Player was there. So in, in multiple games, the Soul Player would get absolute trash thrown directly in their pie slice yes. because people just didn't want to have to deal with it. So that was something Soul Players were just constantly People would up skip against. ahead. It was twice this happened. Someone yeah. skipped ahead to throw a supernova and then eventually a nebula in front of yeah. um, a home system for a Soul Player in two different games. Yeah. There was a lot of Mentac too. There was there a was surprising... so much Mentac. Yeah, I and not very much Isarl. This is something somebody else on our Discord pointed out as we were kind of like giving minor details of what was going on. But uh, but yeah, there was only one Isarl pick the entire which is strange prelims. But there were three or four Mentacs. Yeah, no no Winu, not nope. a single Winu. Right, so surprising. Well, but we had a ghost. We had we an Arborex. Oh, we had two ghosts. Two I forgot. Ghosts. We had an Arborek. Yep. We had um, who else? We had two Sar. We had two Sar. We Not had weird, but two Sar. Well, it shouldn't be weird. It shouldn't really. be weird. It's it? weird. Actually, yeah, I will say I'm surprised that there weren't more Sar. Yeah, probably. Uh, I I think um, in a tournament setting, I think I expected more people to play like they were going for broke. Mm-hmm. And just trying to like knock it just out, trying and, to win, and especially Sar- in the prelims, you'd think you'd right. just be like, "I don't even care about being fancy; I just want to make it." Right, and I I think Sar is a good contender for that, but no, only only two. Um, yeah, the I was really weirded out by very little Isarl. I don't know what's keeping people from wanting to to pick Isarl, and ter- especially just con- considering how many of our players came from TI three. And had played very little of TI4. Maybe that's it, though. They're, they're just they're, afraid of the nerf. Well, if they're coming from TI3, because all of the newer players, that was kind of their, their thing, yeah. is that they were a little more TI3 than TI4. Right. Um, and they might just be used to, like, Isarl not even being in the mix for that reason. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they yeah, might have gotten yeah. used to, like, oh, we don't even we pick Isarl because right. we, we don't do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um... In terms of galaxy setups, did we get any? I mean, the one I was looking at today was a, the worst desert around Mechatol Rex and between players I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it was literally people only put stuff directly in front of them and adjacent to them. There was almost no planets in contested territory, and there was nothing around Mechatol Rex. Yeah, it was. It was. It made for for a good portion of the game. A pretty boring game because there was just no reason for anybody to get outside. They were of turtling. It, it didn't take until the late game when the stage twos came out, and it's like, uh, nope, you're gonna need to do something. So mm-hmm. then the game really started to get kind of crazy. But but for a few hours, there was not a lot going on. I mean, both the thing the thing about my my experience with these uh, two days in particular is that I lucked out and picked. I mean, I would say yeah, the best, the best game. games of, yeah. of both most both engaging days. game. The, mo- they, the, they the one with great. people that were looking to do some playmaking. It wasn't right. just like I, I had solid play in my games, but Hunter's games were ones where it was like, whoa, they did. He would come over and tell me like what's going on in his game. And it would just be like, it, what they yeah. pulled off? How did they do that? Yeah, it was super exciting. And uh, they're like the maps that they built to play on were not. Uh, uh, like different, I feel like from a cooperative yeah. style. They they just they they just did so good um, building it that it was fun to yeah. watch. Yeah, um, I I saw a very suit. It was a very aggressive map today. Yeah. Um. Uh. Nothing in front of ghosts, which you would think would have prompted a ghost player to be gone. I mean, out of his home mm-hmm. system and gone. Only took maybe four or five systems total the entire wow. game. Yeah. Um. 
didn't you know wasn't hyper aggressive like you'd expect a ghost player to be that that game was weird though it was a slow burn of a game yeah you had the slowest of the day and yeah and it was uh i mean it was at least there were some interesting moments but it wasn't like one of those things one of the things we had mentioned before today's games in the prelims were uh was uh how exciting it is when there's a game where a guy jumps out to or a guy or gal jumps out to a an extensive lead Mm -hmm. and everybody then has to problem solve to to get back in it and and then there's a lot of maneuvering this game literally everybody was moving up the mat uh, up the up the victory point chart at the same same pace pace. yeah you called it what it was a horse race it was it was literally Literally a horse race race. would would you where the colts you know where the colts run that's perfect (laughs) would you say that uh that they were very like non victory point focused. Uh, it wasn't that. It was just the victory points were odd for what the map setup was. It was mm-hmm. just kind of odd to get the things it was asking well, for. It was similar to the game that ran pretty slow yesterday, which was we had two games where most of the objectives were control planet objectives, mm-hmm. and that certainly slows the game down. But I think it slows the game down even more in a tournament setting because I think what we ended up seeing is. More often than not, I I don't think we saw that many crazy aggressive plays. Besides in Hunter's two games, like Hunter had all the crazy aggressive games, mm-hmm. and then the rest of them were sort of like people trying to play it very safe and and being really cautious. And so that meant the control whatever outside of a home system, you know, control tech specialties or traits or anything like that. Very few of those were getting scored, and in two games, that was the majority of the objectives, which meant those two games just were like non-scoring for quite a while yeah there were some there are some games for the victory point uh like uh like randomness uh kind of threw them off balance like there there was one that was like all control like every mm-hmm. control objective came out um i don't remember whose game it was yesterday but yeah. there was one that was like control only and it just seemed like really like they were just fighting constantly, which slowed the game down a lot. Right. I mean, when you're just when constantly butting heads, everyone right. is building up good fleets against each other. It was all people that knew how to build decent fleets. So it's like when there's when there's a bunch of control objectives and everyone's got good compositions, mm-hmm. all you do is just like roll dice, roll or, dice, and bump into each right. other. And like, well, and then people someone, have to make more difficult decisions of like, right. am I going to attack someone or not? Well, yeah, it yeah. takes a little while to how is make it that be call. Worth it. Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, <clears throat> it was. Uh, there was a lot of action, a lot of battles in both the one more than I see in the games that I play usually in both the games that I mm-hmm. had followed mm-hmm. closely. Um, I was surprised to see a lot of pie slices or not pie slices, ha- hexes that had three player or like two to three player. You'd see like one person know. on one planet, one person on yeah, the other planet and then someone else yeah, takes yeah. And space. Then someone and someone yeah. with yeah. a fleet setting in We there. had multiple like double ups on mechatol situations where it was like one person sitting on mechatol someone else jumps in and attacks and the other person jumps on immediately after that like there were multiple times where it's like suddenly ba- mechatol became like the craziest battlefield yeah there was like actually a um, kind of maneuver uh to remove a player from mechatol that involved like one player attacking the space and mm-hmm. winning and then they couldn't really take the planet. And then literally, like another player coming in behind them and being like, "I got if you this." Retreat if, you, out, if you retreat I'll out, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was actually a little bit afraid while we were watching the game that it was collusion that they were yeah. actually working together. <laughs> they were not though. They did they, not they know each other at all. A, they settled on a really specific deal that actually had multiple 
levels to it that we found out after the fact, like the number of things they kind of yeah. ended up trading yeah. for this thing to happen where it was kind of like, wow, you, you planned this a lot. And it worked out kind of the best way that kind of thing is in that um, one of them was like kind of already ahead of the pack. The other was like dead last. Yeah. And it ended up that they basic both of them had a shot and one of them actually won. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it really brought the the player that was dead last. It really brought that player. The player got second place. Yeah, right. And it, was it dead propelled last. Both of them. And it, this was in a game where one player was just way ahead. So that the mm-hmm. person who had been sitting on our on Mechatorex beforehand was the like, oh, they're gonna win. They're just running right. away with it. So these two players, both in fulfilling this thing, like catapulted themselves ahead of the Mechatorex yeah. player. Um, interesting about the the aggression kind of thing is the the Mentac. In most of the games we had Mentac, it felt like um, the the pillaging just wasn't like bothering anybody. Right? Yeah, no, there it's was weird because it bothers us so much. It bothers but they us. They would so just much. like let them. Yeah, do it, it. it just became a thing. It was like, yeah, that's what Mentac do, and we get it, and fine. That, you know, Mentac pillage from us, so we just have to make it. We have to account for that. But in our games, it's always like, okay, what if this time you don't pillage? What if you then like we're always trying to like I think break that, it that we actually in our group. This is the an impression I got from watching other people play. I actually think that we give Mentac more power mm-hmm. when we let that that pillage like actually right. influence our decisions because they were just letting Mentac skim off the top, and it just didn't seem like that big of a deal. Honestly. Yeah, nobody was trying to wheel and deal with the Mentac. It kind of just became a thing where like, now the Mentac is just gonna scrape what they you know scrape what they need to They're get. It's gonna and, take their little tax, and who cares? And that'll make them an average amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, Political stuff was good. Political stuff was really good. Agendas were fantastic. Man. That's the one thing Wheeling that... Wheeling and that, dealing. Yeah. If Me any, and Sean saw some great agendas yeah, today. That, that's the one thing I feel like I um, hated that is... They're hard, that's hard to capture in this preliminary setup that we had. And that's what I'm most excited about for the finals. Is that we'll be able to get really good coverage of, of the, the negotiations that happen in the agenda phase. Because, yeah, it's, it's impossible to capture... Multiple people all talking at once in the room where we don't have good audio control. And there's three different games, and, and there's laser tagging. Like tomorrow, we'll have so much more control over the situation that I'm I'm very excited to to be able to break down like the level to which people are getting in each other's heads and negotiating and 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 really making political stuff happen because it it is it's been very fun to see at this kind of level of play. Well, I mean, there was stuff that the one of the player that won the game I was watching today um, that that player did negotiating wise that I didn't notice when he did it. Right. I just he told me about it afterwards, and I was like, oh, oh wow, I can't believe he did that. And we and I watched the whole time. I mean, I, I right. was pretty much just stuck at my table taking notes, and there were just things that because of the noise, I wasn't able to like filter out because yeah. i wasn't sitting directly at the table right you know right you have to be like, I, part of the discussions to know what is all happening right them. right i definitely saw the best use of sport for the throne or my favorite i don't that? know that it was the best what was it but it was are you but, talking about the soul player today yeah yeah that was pretty cool break it, I, break it down it, well is this it's too fine. much of a spoiler no no, okay. no throw it out throw he, it he was he was about to he was about to get knocked out completely eliminated he what he had no, lost. no eliminations we, we no eliminations we kinda, but we were hoping it, for it came him, close but a this times. was effectively this was one of those like you might as well be eliminated yeah, yeah. because he like, had no space dock it took him i think two rounds before he got a space dock yeah. again mm-hmm. yeah that's um, horrible yeah 
He <laughs> had three, I think, four, three or four la- awesome. like <laughs> land units, like infantry yeah. on like three planets. Right, right. So what did he? What did he support for the throne? To he do? there was the player who had by and far, yeah, the Arborek. We'll say it. it's they're they're an Arborek that was yeah. Arborekking pretty hard. They, they so were hard having a good snowball. Just got off to an amazing start and and was. I mean, everyone was like, how are we going to stop this thing? And then the soul gets knocked out. And so... And he throws his support for the throne. Just to, at the Arborek. At to Arborek. Who was already so far ahead. So it makes Arborek a target. Right. Hard to throw off of him and gives Arborek an incentive right. to cover it. Yeah, I think all of our first reaction was like, oh, that's so trolly. That's so... Why would you do that? But then it's like, well, but, no. Well, you have to know where the Arborek was. Because yeah. the Arborek was at... F- the thing was... The Arborek we saw today was amazing. Um, and they got to like five points really, really fast. Um, and everyone else had like one or two points. Like it was like, it was very alarming. Um, and the thing is, in that context, the soul doing that play uh, was, that's what made it not trollish. Because right. it was like, you're giving a player that is ahead, but actually has a lot to lose. Right. A very real reason to like Protect keep you, you in the yeah, game. Like, yeah, that's what it became. Is like, okay, Soul has two planets with some ground forces on it, and so I could keep this even bigger lead. Like, I've I've become such a lead. I kind of just need to close it out. So keeping this support for the throne is actually very important to me. Right. So I need to prevent Soul from getting eliminated, or else I will have to work even harder for this victory. And it's weird because like the kind of thing that that kind of undid uh, the Arborek in the late game was that greed and investment in the rest of the table. If the Arborek had just kind of like doubled down Mm -hmm. and just stayed with the strategy that they had going, um, they probably would not have lost. They probably would have won solidly. It just would have taken some time. And I think that, that the Arborek didn't really like swing out on Sol's behalf. I get that that is what the Sol player wanted. um, And it was smart. Uh, however, the soul player just kind of hung on, which was kind of a shame for that reason. But because yeah. I mean, it sucks to be playing a game that you're just effectively losing the yeah, entire. I mean, right. I felt sorry for the guy. It sucked. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It it uh, yeah, my game was great. Both games. Yeah, both games I had were, were fantastic. The um, one yesterday was super good. We had a SAR player that. So two two facts. two factions. I want to basically start over with. As far as first round strategy guides, mm-hmm. like you can you can mm-hmm. throw them out. As far as I'm concerned, one of them I wrote, one of them Matt wrote. Um, Sar and Arborek. I just want to start over. Yeah, I, I'm not saying everything we said in those episodes is wrong. That would be ridiculous. Um, but I do want to like kind of re-examine what we can do with them. Yeah, because I just saw two people play those factions and just just a different attitude. Yeah, like, and it just yeah. worked. It was really good. Yeah, the Sar play especially is uh, is interesting the the one yesterday i think was the one where we were even more like whoa okay this is very good we 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 were really into everything they were doing and it's things people have suggested before it's not like it was totally news to us but to really get to see it in action was the idea of like don't just send your sarball out across the galaxy like yeah be building up the the troops and stuff but establish the pie slice just purely to like kind of boost the economy early and I, I don't know you were watching that game closer what there were there were a lot of things that the SAR were doing that that were helped catapult their late game in a way where it was like they're they're not going to crash and burn I never felt like the SAR was going to crash and burn yeah they played so the thing about the thing about SAR is that they can get to Mechatol Rex and earn so much money while getting there that 
they're going to have a if they go early for Mechatol, yep. they're going to have a bigger fleet than anybody else because right. Sar always can have that early game early advantage, right. and then eventually it just kind of like balances out, and then they kind of have like a rough late game. That's kind of been the conventional wisdom with what what this guy did. That was it's really simple. It's not going to blow your mind, but like he just like waited. Like right. <laughs> I don't mean to make it sound like, th- but like he basically was like, all right, I'm going to come up to Mechatol. I'm not going to go for it. Oh, there's a point there, though. I could go get that. Nah, how about I'm not? And then when someone else did, he was just the perfect spoiler. Because like I said, it's still true that he has a bigger fleet than everybody else. Yeah. Like, And he got it faster than everybody else. So when you first take Mechatol, that's a pretty critical point. Yeah. And he was there, ready. And then he had Mechatol. Right. And if you can, anytime in a game of Twilight Imperium, if you can successfully keep Mechatol, what... What it does is it keeps your your point options more open than everybody else because you've got access to this one type of point that no right. one else can get yeah. to. He took the time to build up a big fleet rather than just like springing out and getting Mechatol and then kind of like getting the fleet to work. It's like, no, 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 no. I, when I show up to Mechatol, it's going to be with 10 fighters and two dreadnoughts right. and like just the whole, the whole shebang is going to come. He also played, when he would play, he retreated like religiously like he yeah he, he that always, was a big thing day one day it, two i didn't see it as much right but day one all nobody wanted to like finish a fight there was right. so much well retreating. why finish a fight if you can't if right. you're not gonna win right and even Definitely. if even if you're gonna win if you can successfully get away from it and that's not a big deal like that's kind of how i felt like it was for this player they were more about just i don't know like keeping keeping the fight away from mechatol rex than necessarily like, all right, I just sit on Mechatol Rex and defend it. Right. Like he didn't just like plop things down there and was like, okay, it was an, that's it good. It was an offensive defense. Right. It was run and blocker around around the adjacent system. It was also keeping people from. He did a really good thing of towards the end when he was ahead, uh, people were trying to guess his secret objectives, right. and he would literally like lean into secret objectives that he did not have. Right. To make them think right. that. Started, oh, he, he started taking one. four industrial. He like kind of went out of his way to get some industrial plans. He took four industrial. He and got so like people had the thought adjacent okay, to a home system. Right. He got a bunch of things. He's doing everything, which that. is driving me nuts. Like I was like <laughs> watching we it, being like, I can't. What does he have? Yeah. Um. Any any other um factions that kind of worked contrary to what we? I feel like all the Hakans were fairly standard Hakan. I never saw any Hakans get away with just like the richest round ever. I don't know the the Hakan that one yesterday mm-hmm. didn't really care to didn't really get trade going that much like yeah, they kinda, weren't taking kind of let themselves. trade they just they described it in a fun way which is i mean i don't i didn't know how much i fully agreed with what they were saying but the concept is there which is like they were thinking of hakan more like jolnar's relationship with tech i think when we described it we, we mm. said it kind of is very specifically not that but they came at it from that mentality of i don't need to take trade because my commodities are going to replenish mm-hmm. so people are gonna trade with me so it's re- i'm really just missing out on three more trade goods but instead i could make sure i do good deals and then gain my benefits through the other strategy cards rather yeah. than just taking trade all the time which i mean it does make sense and especially i think that makes the most sense to approach if you know you're gonna be like command counter starved yeah i didn't find any of the barony players to be super uh effective a, a very barony yeah yeah i mean in one of the games it's because they just got jumped on early mm-hmm. um, but yeah i never i never saw a barony take off we had a number of baronies and well, joel nar really underperformed that's very true joel, yeah. joel nar i think everyone expected to just run away with this tournament and we only had one joel nar win the whole yeah. the whole preliminary 
Uh, and that Jolnar one was a pretty cliche Jolnar win, where it's just like, oh, there's all the objectives that they right. need to score. It, it, this tech objectives came out. And, <laughs> and, no, and nobody and then... nobody put them in check early enough, and so right. here we go. But all the other Jolnar games, it, it wasn't even that people were... It, it's not the same situation it's not meta, Soul. no. It wasn't a meta target. It was just that the, Soul, the, the Jolnars weren't... I don't know. I don't know what I. I can't even explain. I think we spent so much time a lot focusing. of turtling out of the Joel Nars, which yeah. is a little like strange. I think for a Joel Nar, they need to be a little bit more active. And I it felt agree. Like they kind of like it felt like they were like, oh, look at my big fleet, but they didn't ever flex. Yeah, I mean, when you're playing with people who are like, I'm gonna just go crazy to get objectives, like mm-hmm. you just sitting there hoping to casually get them because you're Joel Nar definitely is not the approach. You need to. You need to tech up to the important tech quick and like if you're a jolnar and you can just only score the tech objectives then i mean like that's six points most times (laughs) but yeah but well that's what i'm saying none that's actually my point though is that like yeah that you will win sometimes but you'll only win because of you're just you're literally just rolling a die and you might as well just roll a die and then you know not you just be like do do actual rolling of dice yeah just roll (laughs) what i'm saying is instead of playing jolnar sometimes you could just roll a 20-sided die and be like if i get 10 or up i win 10 or below <laughs> i lose and then whatever you get you're just like oh well oh i won such a roundabout way to say flipping a coin great yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's not the same though stats you guys are familiar <laughs> that's not the same <laughs> statistics you you fellows and ladies and in-betweens are, are I really appreciated are the, the nuance there you roll a 20 side die and it's zero there's a zero side and then there's uh the 10 and a half side and it's zero to 10 and a half and then 10 and 10 in the other half to 20. <laughs> this bit this bit has 10 in the other half to 20. <laughs> oh, yeah, this say, is Honey I, Donaldson. I've got I got him. I got them all. I did get more sleep last night, but I'm still sleep deprived enough to know that that bit is really good. Went right past me. <laughs> the 10 and a half dice. The 10 and a half. 10 in the other half. What do you guys think? Do we have any other big, yeah, yeah, big notes uh, of uh, of the preliminary round or Scott, does do that kind of I want more of you boys. You're here. Yeah. Uh, I want to say. <laughs> I wanna, I this is the Sean and EJ podcast yeah. now. Uh, we wanted to talk about the fashion. Yeah. <laughs> what was everyone wearing? Uh, yep. uh, a lot of a, shorts. A lot of sh- oh, cargo, fashion. Cargo shorts. Fashion and, uh, of the day was uh, prelims day one. Batman head was. Oh, oh yeah, we had a we had a a. His, his name was Bob. Bob. He Bob was, was a a monk. Bob uh, was awesome. Slash Batman. Yeah. Well, he was a bat monk. Bathead. Bat bat monk. I'd like oh, to oh, also well, uh, shout out to the Arborite player with the Jim Bob. Uh, little, yeah. Jim Bob. <laughs> we always say Jimbo V, but we were c- corrected today. It's Jim Bob. It's Jim, Jim Bob. Bob. And Jim Bob had had a little shop of horrors <laughs> shirt. He came ready to play yeah. Arborek, and that was my favorite <laughs> was decision of the tournament. Yeah, very, very good. A toot for both of them. Toot toot. Toot toot. Toot toot. Toot sweet. Toot toot. Well, uh, I I feel like this is where we can kind of we can curtail yeah. it. We can we can let this fade away. I'd like to add one more thing. Okay, yeah. Sean, thank yes. you. Um, please, please, board games are a very visual oh sport. God. So after listening sport. to this podca- podcast, podcast, <laughs> yeah, I'd like you to know that uh yeah, don't stop here. Don't uh don't take it from me. Uh, watch the videos. Yeah. Because the footage is gonna, it's good. Sean's just really. Sean, Sean, Sean's so okay. Sean, wait, but Sean no, was the, yeah, only, right. Sean's <laughs> the <laughs> only one who had a long angle lens, and so he's just really pumped about some of the action shots he got. He was like turning his shutter speed up. and was like, Matt, Matt, come here. You gotta see the shot I got of this person looking really mad at the board. But, but you, 
the thing is, though, you know you saw some of that stuff and you were like, oh my God, it I blew can't my believe mind. I'm so out of this world. Dude, yeah. nobody has uh, filmed uh, Twilight Imperium like Sean did yeah. today and yesterday. He put nobody me to shame. I, I mean, I've spent all that you money put on yourself a, to shame. I did EJ, panning EJ. shots all day. That was it. I was like, EJ, well, this is it. EJ had the camera that was uh, had the ability to just dead roll through the whole game. And he had a remote control that allowed him to zoom in and out. <laughs> so we, would, we would look over at EJ's table and EJ would just be sitting down. He wouldn't yeah. even be just at like the camera. Just point the remote out, like, nah, meanwhile, zoom out. This is a good time. Meanwhile, Sean was like under the table Sean, at Sean, times. Sean's like, like below the yeah. table. And I was like, what are you doing down there? And he's like, get the shot. I gotta get the shot. I gotta get the shot. Really gonna get the get the shadows and the lighting right down here. And I'm like, dude, just get a tripod. That's what I have. Sean was like paparazzi for Twilight Imperium. <laughs> it was just like he would just pop up out of nowhere. It's like, whoa, what are you doing? He's like, well, this is where the focus pulling is going to be really good. <laughs> you ever heard of a vanishing point, Matt? <laughs> this um, is art. That being said, I'm available for hire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> only, oh, I guess. only shoot Twilight Imperium games, <laughs> yeah. though. So like, I'm not going to do. Look good. You I'm not going to do your good. Yahtzee games. I'm not going to do your uh, monopolies or uh, charades. Yeah, I do want to add that Indianapolis is a nice town, and uh, okay, it, sure. Uh, I mean, no, it's like a suburb that got out of control, but <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what happened. Suburbs that got a big ego. Yeah, it was like, well, we can build big buildings too. Um, they got a lot of statues. They up really high. It, it's very confusing. So town. you can't enjoy them. Yeah, I well, can't, can't wait touch to, them. I can't wait to fade this out so that Hunter and I can go to Arata. Oh, what we have to do errata? Probably. Mm-hmm. What did we do last Maybe week? Maybe not. Maybe this just fades the black. Okay, we so we should address the airport and say there's going to be weird background. Like there will probably be weird. Yeah, no. Okay, so hey, guess what? Uh, we're about to leave Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, Gen Con is over. Uh, this is probably kind of a weird, like, kind of time jump for you because you were just hearing us like when we were right in the, in the throes, of right. Of Gen Con. Gen Con is now over. We are about to get on a plane to go to Atlanta and then to Portland. Um, and we're, we're in, the in the airport. We are yeah. literally doing the cliche airport episode <laughs> that all the famous podcasts oh, have yeah. done. Yeah, because it's such a good uh, environment for audio recording. Yeah, so if you like hear, you know, intercom stuff, like that's what that's about. If we get asked to leave, that's, that's what that's, that's about. <laughs> we are doing this kind of inconspicuously in a corner near a kids' play area. Don't look at them, Matt. <laughs> Just try and play it cool. Um, we're going to do some errata. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to do some errata for last week. Oh, also, I hope you enjoyed the episode with all of our friends. Yeah. Um, is that is it picking that up? I have not really. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, there's well, never mind. Um, we're going to miss our boarding announcement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much not, we're going to stay in Indianapolis. Also, wasn't Gen Con fun? Gen Con we was can really say amazing. Real we can it say was that really, really good. Officially over. Uh, I was we're going to really be picking it apart, I think, for a couple oh, episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and I, I was just excited to also have a down day. Sunday, we got to we got to go play with one of the players that was in the tournament. We played Game of Thrones with them for a little bit. We'll yeah, talk yeah. more about that Dude, later Dude, shout on. out to Joey. Joey. Joey's uh, cool. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think um, I'm super already excited for next year and ready to start planning it and already know what we could do to improve the experience. Oh, and yeah. I we're going wait. every year from now on. Oh, yeah. For sure. So let's um, do some errata yeah. about kind of this is going to be a little bit more of specific reactions to what we had thought. Gen- you know, we already talked about like what has been different, but we want to hear from what you guys wanted and kind of react to what we saw based on what you guys were hoping you might get. 
basically, yeah, just like re- reacting to your expectations of what Gen Con would be about. Yeah. Um, so the first one is from Zach uh, Invictus Potato on Reddit. Yeah. On Reddit, um, and he says, "Like you two, I want to see uses of abilities, strategies, and moves we haven't seen before." Or are at least new to some of our metas. Now, I feel like me and Matt did see a lot of stuff that was not in our sphere. I'll word it more specifically. Uh, there were a lot of really good play that were not at all what like our first round strategy guides recommended. No. Not that we ever thought our first round strategy guides were the only way, but it was really refreshing to see multiple races get played in ways where it's like, oh, that's just not like the direction we tend to take them in. Mm-hmm. But, but they made it work super, super well. We don't want to like completely give it away for you, so we're, I'm just going to kind of throw out like here's some factions that we saw play in ways that we did not yeah. expect, and actually it's kind of making us go back to the drawing board on yeah, a couple yeah. things. Yeah, we want to revisit some of these uh, like almost immediately just because of how good we saw all these players play these factions. Um, the guy that we just called out before, Joey, uh, pretty much changed uh, how we feel yeah. about SAR yep. in general. Um, in fact, it, not completely. I just mean that like we really want to update what we've yeah. had to say. Yeah, we we like what he added. There, there was a lot of things he was doing similar to what we recommended, but he mm-hmm. added a lot to kind of the mentality, and I, and I really liked it. Um, there was some really interesting uh, Nalu play mm-hmm. that literally went completely against some of the things that we've talked about. I, I want to completely rewrite Yeah, that the one Nalu probably needs to go back to the drawing up. board. Yep. Um, Arborek, there was a really crazy Arborek game that I cannot wait for you guys to find yep. out about. Yep. Um, L1 um, was more effective in the tournament yeah. than you might expect. Yeah, uh, did very well, especially in the prelims. I yeah. mean, very, very good. Um, and then Soul uh, was very weird. Underperformed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Honestly, I think that's the thing is we were surprised by how few Soul decided to just really gun it for Mechatol and do the mm-hmm. thing that kind of we think works best. And... I, if anything, it makes me... F- I mean, nobody did it and had it work, uh, but everybody didn't do it and it didn't work. None, so. none of the soul... This is the best way to say it. Not that all of the soul that we saw in the tournament was bad, no. but that none of it was the Space Cats, Peace Turtles right. soul guide. And it none, wasn't, of them, none of it was that. And almost none of them had a victory out of it like right. it, you know that it, it didn't pay off right. for them um another one from zach i'm really interested to see how stingy people are with the promissory notes especially support for the throne um people weren't super I, stingy, it wasn't stingy. I, mean, I was surprised that like it was actually a pretty comfortable trading atmosphere yeah um plenty of support for the throne trade we'll, right, we'll that, get into yeah. like there was specifics some of it but like people i will say this much uh, the fear of like a crazy last minute horrible use of support for the throne that stuff no, never happened that did no, not happen. nothing dirty and gross ever happened i mean i think we can go ahead and say that support for the throne is probably safe for tournament yeah, play yeah i think so at this point i think so uh, no. then that's just our that's our gut reaction yeah. but um, another from from zach i'm interested to see if everyone tends to play more conservatively or takes more risks um we it was kind of a little it was weird, actually, mm-hmm. in this in this regard. It really depended on the table, that's for sure. Right. Some of the tables were very, very risky players, um, and then some of them were playing more conservative. But I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the map building was a competitive, competitive. style versus cooperative and, style. And that's the biggest surprise for me is kind of because we just never even play competitive. Right. There was the most room for surprise there. It's just, I, I just don't even know how people think about what they place when they place competitively because I haven't right. done it in so long. Right. And we saw lots of really interesting decisions in the map building process and it went both directions. I mean, right. there was somewhere it was like, whoa, you're putting that supernova in a place that is 
really dangerous right. or then the opposite of that of like very very conservative plays to call out like the part of that arborec game that you know we can't wait to go in more detail on the map placement was incredibly specific to how they were able to do everything they were able to right. do that they, they would not have been able to get away with their move without competitive map building and like what they had at their disposal yeah it's kind of crazy how how competitive map building really does like kind of shape the type of game you're going to get and, uh, and in honestly a in, in a way like i i this tournament kind of won me over on it a little bit now it's, i had it's one definitely game spicier than cooperative mm -hmm. That's it, it the leads thing. to some fun decisions uh, we did have a couple games where it was absolute deserts around mechatol rex and that made for uninteresting games through the through the middle and and a lot of other portions mm -hmm. but uh, a, a lot of them were pretty wild yeah now, I think you'll see a lot of people argue the ones that were the most wild were probably some of the weaker prelim players not putting anomalies in wise enough positions. Sure. Like sure. overly aggressive, screwing someone else over, and then that person retaliates, and then it gets just really messy too fast. I also am not, I mean, I'm not ready to kind of come down on what is appropriate for tournament play yeah, versus definitely. cooperative and com uh, competitive. Yeah. I think there probably is a happy medium. I mm -hmm. think there is a, a spicy cooperative or a... Or a preset or something mm -hmm. like that. I, yeah, um, I'm still but feeling. Yeah, preset, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready knows. to come down on that. Anyways, uh, the next one is from Scotch Tape Twenty Two. Um, this is uh, in in reference to uh, wait. the the the. Well, so this this is essentially about whether the likelihood that we were going to see an expansion announced by Fantasy Flight yeah. at Gen Con, Which we we did not. We did not. Um, uh, at, at all. We can say that because it's happened now. Yep. Um, <laughs> but he says, I agree we probably won't see an expansion. The game isn't as jank as 3rd edition. I think they will they will want to wait just a little longer to make sure that they balance it properly. We are so close to the game to end all games, TI3 was touted as, that I would rather see them do a good job with that. Essentially just saying that like TI4 is such a complete experience yep. and actually quite well designed and balanced. Yeah. Um, Despite like, yeah, okay, there's like some tech imbalances and like the winning sure. isn't as good but that doesn't mean it's a broken game like the game i mean ti3 shipped well. with like real problems that needed yeah. to be solved pretty yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. the 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 imperial card and, and fighters were completely broken and there were lots of problems and so that first expansion came out a year later sure right. because they had to fix it but then the next expansion didn't come out for five years right so it's not like they just come in here and turn it around a quick product and ti is a big monster to design around mm -hmm. and it's not like they can I like the point here of like I would rather them take their time with an expansion and make sure it does like not throw anything off the pattern too much. I want right. to keep things nice and like somewhat somewhat balanced. Mm -hmm. I mean if you know, I, I don't need them to make a perfectly balanced game, but I definitely don't need them to throw in a bunch of mechanics that completely throw it all over the place. Right. Right. Um I think I think honestly when it comes to theorizing about when what the timing of an expansion could be um, the fact that with TI3 we had that expansion within a year for some very specific reasons and then we had another one in five years. I would say for everyone out there that's like, what should I expect? My personal thing, like this is just Hunter talking here, just split the difference. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I, I, I feel that. I feel yeah. that a little bit. No no specific prediction even, but just like, yeah, I mean, like I less than five years right, makes right. sense to me. One year, no way. Five years also, probably not. Right. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Somewhere in between there. Why not? Um, this last one is from Robofish off of uh, Robofish's <laughs> Corner, whatever that's called. Um, this is Robofish coming to you live from Robofish's Corner. Um, the I'm a fish bowl. This is actually more of a specific errata for last week because we did not mention the Christian T. We Peterson re retiring. And he's just saying, I'm a little surprised that you didn't mention that, that our glorious leader, Christian T. Peterson, is 
retiring. Yeah. Um, we actually found, they announced that about two hours, two hours before, before we, we recorded recording. and we were like, Whoa, that's weird. And then we just sat down and recorded an episode and we and didn't even think forgot. to say anything about it. Yeah. Um, and it's really ridiculous. And you know, what's Stupid funny is that we could lie right now. Yeah. We could have said like, <laughs> Oh, we recorded, oh, we too recorded soon. before. If we had recorded two hours earlier, we wouldn't have even found out. Honestly, I'm going to say this though, as like a makeshift defense. It had just happened, yep. and it just felt like, are we really just going to start commenting on this just right. like as it's? We're not like a breaking news no. like type type guys. No. Um, I think we you you're definitely going to hear us talk about it. Yeah, um, you're in fact going to hear us talk about it in something that was already recorded. Just yeah, to yeah. Little tease you, right? Um, but uh, we yeah we we don't know we we don't know yeah. what to say about it I, at the moment. I, I I will say this much: I see lots of different styles of speculation of like, oh, what's he going to do next? Um, I would write off. The idea that like now he can singularly focus on Twilight Imperium. Yeah, I would. Fantasy Flight that. owns Twilight Imperium. Like that, although Chris T. Peterson is like the lead designer, and he's always been—it's his brainchild, mm-hmm. and it's his baby. Like, if you watch the Space Lions documentary, he talks a lot about kind of passing on his right. baby, right. and then even in his announcement of his retiring, he's—that's—that is clearly the mindset he is coming from. Is right. like I want to. I want to pass on He's all of my things and I'm yeah. done. I'm going right, to walk right. away. So who knows what he goes on to next, but I don't, I don't suspect we'll see anything, you know, specifically twilight Imperium related out of Christian T. Peterson. And this is not to say that you should, that you should be, you know, you're that this should shake your faith at all. We have no. Dane. All right. We've got Papa right. Dane on the case. He like, made it. What an amazing game. Like we've already been Dane's given. Dane's a freaking engineer that tightened right. up all the nuts and bolts. Christian anyways. T. Peterson, if we're being totally honest, did not have Ooh, that yeah, much mechanical. <laughs> well, no, no. It's like TI four was not where he designed TI one, two and three base game. And three is where like all of this is coming from. Right. Right. TI three is what Christian T. Peterson made. And that is, was like kind of the perfect game except for all these weird little balances and right. we've been perfecting that system ever since Corey right. stepped in Corey did expansions for ti3 and now dane has stepped in and done a new version kind of with Corey and with all those there, there's like a new team mm-hmm. behind ti and and i'm more excited about where they take christian's initial very 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 good idea right right yeah just ha- just have some faith in those guys they've got you um, let's do the rundown. Is rundown yeah, time? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so you can check out our Twitter for game updates and announcements. Uh, that's Space Cats Pod. You can check out our Facebook, which is just our name uh, for announcements, and you can ask us questions there. Mm-hmm. Matt loves getting rules questions at 3 o'clock sure. in the morning, <laughs> and he will answer them, and his wife will shake her head no. Um, <laughs> you can go to Reddit Twilight Imperium for our weekly posts and discussions. That's how you get into the errata, baby. You can go to the BGG Guild to see what Robofish Robo is, is up to, to <laughs> and what he has to say about all the episodes coming up. You can also check out our calendar, which there is no calendar, really. Um, email we'll get us. One. We'll get one. Yeah, please email us at uh, spacecatspeedsturtles at gmail.com. Um, that's where you can send us this Imperium Life and Play of the Week submissions. Um, thank you so much to our all Patreon. of the Patreoners. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, those of you that were just hopping on for a month just to support yeah, us right please, there at the finish please. line, um, you can, you know, your stuff's been charged. Yeah. We appreciate the we month. Pr- we appreciate that last push. It, it really genuinely did help. Uh, yes. there, were, there were things that we needed last minute and this is, this is helping that. And we appreciate everyone coming through in that last month. So if you were really only intending to do one month, you know, feel free to, to pull your patronage. We, we, we get it, but we do want to, tell everyone like we're, it's not like we're done no. a we're already ready and gung-ho for gen con next year we want to do it again but like we are going to be completely retooling our 
Patreon right. here soon. Right. Uh, we have a basically a completely new Patreon pitch for you guys yep. as far as the direction of what mm-hmm. does a Patreon play into the show? What is the point of it? And I want to tease it a little bit. We, we haven't like perfected the pitch, but at this point, I think there is going to be a lot more focus in the future on tournament play in general yeah. Yeah. and just like building a... Uh, that community a, more. Yeah, a, the, a community for that and also just like being able to cover it. Um, really, the thing, my takeaway for the Gen Con tournament footage that we got, um, being able to spectate that stuff live oh would be gosh. completely amazing. It would be amazing, but, but we have to do it. At Gen Con, it is almost impossible. Yes. As as the setup is right now, so yes. we would need more resources to control more factors. Um, but yeah, we would love to eventually do streams. But even without that, like more tournaments would be amazing. Right. Right. More just everything like that. So we we you know we'll work on our pitch for you guys. We'll bring it to you and. We just can't wait to, to see where we take this show next. But for now, we need to very need specifically to thank everyone that helped us get to yes. where we are. So we are basically going to go through name by name and thank every single yep. one of you, basically in order that it orders it on uh, on Patreon. So I want to thank Andrew Daniel Lewis. I want to thank Billy Krueger. I want to thank Dustin H. Shunta. I want to thank Jada Pake. I want to take uh, North you Star. Wanna I want to <laughs> thank North Star. I want to thank our Green Squad leader. I want to thank Chris O'Sullivan. I want to thank Thom. I want to thank Chisel, John C. Myers, Fowley Flan, Alex Lilburn, Rolo, Ledgerman and the Cones, Chris Bacon, Ambrose the Vile, FN Dragon, Ian Scott, William, Norman Ma, Daniel Bewley, A.M. Reichel, Jesper Person, Wagnius, Frederick Soderquist, Soderquist, Alex Diaz, Nicholas Lundberg, Chris Woody, Chad Gambone, Joseph, Justin Gustafson, Gustafson, James Brooks, Robert J. King, Super Secret Movie Club. Wait, who's what? Sure. <laughs> Matthew Breland, Kate Thompson, Nelson Pepper Hickman, four, Kevin Grady, Mac D, Laura King, Laura, <laughs> Alex Grant, Edward Alsobrook, Avery, Alex, Alexander LaRusso, Eric, Shane, Matrim of Raisin, Ravens. Raisins. <laughs> the Matrim of Raisins. <laughs> Matrim of Ravens. Hero on Evolution. Christopher Aiken. Stephen McCloskey. Dream Treader. Ryan Wolf. Stuart Robertson. Gino Str- oh my. Strazala. Strazala. You got one. <laughs> Reen Sanchez. Renee. Renee. Renee Sanchez. Sinden. Samantha Brennan. Theory. Mm. Terry Vlamnik. 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 Lamnick, Oof. Leon Jong, Alexander Wilt Forrest, that's a great name, uh, Justin W. Mira, Andrew Croftcheck. Here we go. And Miles Smith, Carl Johan Nordenston, Rob Tyrell, Daniel Jebson, Kyle Massey, George Baker, Dan Thompson, Kelly Mills, Christopher Schreiber, Earthflame, Dusty Erker, Benjamin King, Adam Richardson, Torben Quasdorf, Adelphia, Ben Poet, Matt Goodman, Sean Bono, Adam Levitt, Andrew Finley, Rouskin, Ryan Iyengar, Easy Sunday, Steinwell, David Marini, John Henrik Mueller, Ian Dimock, Jordan James. Especially want to thank all those Europeans where we totally ruined your name yep. pronunciation. Uh, we, ru- we ruined so many names right there. Um, also, sorry we did not do anyone's lands and titles. We wanted to do everybody. We just had to burn and through the that, list. And that because was, this that month. That's how that went down. Gen Con was because of all of you. We have to just thank you so, so, so much. It was the experience of a lifetime. We can't wait to do it more, and we only were able to do it because of everyone who contributed. Because of you all. And, and, uh, and I want to thank all the people who contributed in previous months mm-hmm. and, and just didn't happen. That was that was our August list. That was right. the last that final was push. That everybody that contributed But I want to thank August. all the people who also 
have been donating since we started the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a really amazing experience and you, you guys are basically what made that possible. Um, Speaking of, go to the Discord, uh, you yeah, know, come hang out with us. Right, we want to talk more. Right. We want to find more times to meet up and do more things like this. Rate us on your podcast app of choice, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else as well. Uh, Hunter? Uh, I've got one comedy date this week uh, that I want to tell you about. I'm about to get my comedy stuff back back up, but it's just been such a focus on Gen Con mm-hmm. and doing all this. Um, but this, this Saturday, you can see me um, at the Lamp. Uh, which is the bar connected to the Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon. The show is called Yokes and Jokes. It starts at noon. Um, I will get you a mimosa or whatever <laughs> if you come by and tell me that you're from uh, Space Cats, Peace Turtles. And then now we have a, a play of the week, and then we're then then we just have to go and home and Gen edit Con is this over. mass. How, tell them how how many gigs the uh, tournament over footage is. Over five hundred gigs. Five hundred gigs. I don't know, of some people might be like, "Oh, that's less than I would expect," but I mean, it, it's a lot. I, to me, it's like, a crazy amount. <laughs> of footage. Five hundred sixty gigs. We ran like four cameras for most of the right tournament at simultaneously. Yeah, we have a lot of coverage, and we we're hoping it's going to make some really good stuff. So yeah, don't think that we're like, oh, cool, sign it off, we're done with it. No, yeah, our work no. really just begins. But I'll, yeah, I'll say this much too. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to get this as fast as possible. But again, 500 gigs worth of data, lots of shots, uh, lots of crazy camera angles from just like insanely tight and i have to like we have dissect some amazing footage. footage i'm really though. excited like some of it looks yeah. so it's so, so cool good. but it's gonna take a, a bit to like really sift through and can get we thank something the crew real go. quick yeah Let's we gotta thank, thank sean them. and ej so and paul and shelton and connor and connor we have to thank connor we have to isn't thank that crazy connor the shelton we have man. to thank shelton yeah well we're always thanking shelton yeah in right and all that we do right all right Let's do a play of the week, and let's uh, get on this plane that is boarding right now. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. So this is from someone else named Hunter, not Hunter Donaldson. Um, Hunter sent us a, a really cool play of the week, but it was it was like your typical Yasaro play. It was like, right. I have a bunch of action cards. I did this crazy thing, and it was a good play. But mm-hmm. I want to highlight something within Hunter's play of the week that uh, is a little bit more special to me, even though it's a much simpler thing. So, right. so Hunter, you had a great play, but your ex-child player did something very wacky and very fun uh conquer the week had just been revealed that is the public objective where you need to take a planet in someone else's home system and muat had left their home system relatively unprotected with one pds two fighters and one infantry however since the extra did not have the movement needed to take over the muat this round they maneuvered their flagship beside the muat's home system just to discourage other players from taking an easy two points. Um, that's a really fast statement, but that is a brilliant yep. idea yep. to me. Just like, oh my gosh, Muat's weak. Everyone Area. knows Muat's weak. Yeah. I'm just going to get over there, and I'm gonna, I am have to defend Muat until I myself can right. take it, and it is very obvious that I'm doing that. It's such an aggression-style yeah. play, yeah. and just the idea of using the flagship for like area control like that mm-hmm. is just, oh, that's super fun. So delicious. That's super fun. Um, well, uh, we didn't freak out the kids in the play area, nope. which is great. Nope. Um, they Hopefully mostly you didn't hear too us. many announcements. Right. Uh, if you if you heard our names getting called and we didn't, uh, just go ahead and let us know, and yeah, we'll please uh, go get on our flight in live two days. Podcast. This doesn't yeah, make I know. Sense what we're you're still saying. in we're, the airport right we now. No, we've hopefully we are home. Hopefully we're, ho- we're home now. Hopefully we're home now. Yeah, I hope. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. 
You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>